Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the NXT preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dadly Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick, here to look ahead to tonight's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review NXT but also Raw, SmackDown, AEW, Dynamite, pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week, complete with a bloody good quiz, of course on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and Cedric to preview NXT tonight, the TakeOver In Your House Go Home show. And it looks quite good on paper, Hamlet. Yeah, I think it's all right. Um, we talked last week on the review about the uh, contrivances they had to go through to get to the In Your House main event with that like relatively so it's like stale main event scene. Um feels like they're kind of making the best of a bad situation and they've come up with something better than the what we were led to believe was the original idea. Um, and as a card tonight, I think this looks decent. I'm not doing backflips over it, but it tends to be lately that the ones that aren't as hot looking on paper are the ones that deliver more on the night. I seem to recall last week, the only thing NXT really had going for it in any major way was the tag team main event. Mm. That, huge, that hugely delivered. And then everything else in the card, like I would say probably like overachieved because there wasn't much else to talk about. I'd take a week like this over them going big on the um, Bala cross promotion and not mm-hmm. being able to pay it off on the night. It looks okay. My concern is how on earth do you satisfactorily build a, a fatal five-way match without it being a goddamn promo train? It'd be like one of those G1 press conferences, if NXT was as good as that, of course. And <laughs> um, when they're all just sat there, so you're looking forward to the tournament. No, no, it's just one match. <laughs> just one match. How did you get to this match? Oh, well, uh, Shaggy on a three-way, that went 20 minutes. And then Karrion Cross was like, I'll fight everyone. <laughs> I'll fight everyone. He, he, he. Car park, new. Because he's that guy. So I've got reservations about how they are going to sell me on a match with a, a silly number of people in it. But we shall see. Yeah, I, th- I think the thing is, I, I, I really enjoyed last week's NXT. And uh, I saw a lot of people saying I was really, you know, backwards and convoluted way of setting this up. But as we just said before we start recording, I was like, yeah, but it's at least it's not a singles match with Karrion Cross. Like, I, I have no doubt that Johnny Gargano pulled a, could have pulled a great match out of him. But... I like this one a lot more. There's potential for a title change, at least in this one. And it kind of makes sense in the headspace that Adam Cole's in. Like, he couldn't just come back and be like, oh, I'd like to be involved in the title picture because I know it was unsanctioned, but he lost the match, of course. 
So wouldn't, he needs to come back and make a statement. And yes, yes, it was a bait and switch, and he did sort of ruin a triple threat match. But yeah, I, I, I do you know what? I think I think that sole line of his where it says like, oh, you can have all the stuff you want. You can have the amazing entrance, the pyro, the woman. Do you know what they do to make me feel special? They ring the damn bell. I just really like that as a line last week. So I'm I'm excited for this. And uh, well, Sige, what do you reckon happens with this fatal five way face off? Their love of alliteration. Oh, Christ. Uh, five different men are going to bury one another because that's just how WWE scripts its performers. They might say something nice about them, but it's just going to be, you, know, you suck the most and I suck the least. So that's why I'm going to win. No, actually, you suck for this reason. That's why you're not going to win and I'm going to win. Um, I feel like this is going to be horrifically contrived and damaging. Um, I just can't see a way this is going to be good. I've seen enough promo trains on WWE TV. And honestly, NXTs are just as bad as the main rosters in their own specific way. They don't have quite so much lame verbiage. They aren't quite so frequent. But they are very much of, you suck. And, and you suck as well. So if there's four suckers and one good guy good wrestler guy, then I'm going to win. I, I generally think that this is going to be bad. But they don't do good go-home shows, NXT, either. You are forgetting. Graphics, like, they don't do good ones. You are forgetting we may get one of these contestants saying what this is, so we could get a fight or four Wi-Fi stuff, which would be just fantastic. Get Pete on to say it, for goodness sake. That'd be great. One thing I'll talk about on the match, because I'm assuming, well, I'm praying that you're going to get um, Hamlet in for the actual take of a go-home show. It comes to something when it's like, right, Karrion Cross sucks. He's the champion. Yeah, yeah, but he sucks. So let's get four super workers alongside him to give him a great <laughs> match. So Karrion Cross's name can be attached to a great takeover match because that hasn't happened yet. And it comes to something where it's like, well, I like this match. One, because Karrion Cross is diluted in it. And two, he can go to the main roster where he belongs and be protected in defeat if he just doesn't uh, take the fall because he doesn't have to. Um, yeah, that's such an indictment. He's indicted through the very booking process. It's subtweeted in the booking. It's weird. He's indicted through his very existence. I think any sense of suspense around Karen Cross losing the title is because of that. It's because of his exit to Raw SmackDown, not because it serves a particular storyline or it provides a satisfying conclusion to his time on NXT or anything like that. It's just a bunch of people keep their fingers crossed that he's not going to be on the show they watch anymore. (laughs) People that have long told us on Twitter that they've stopped watching Raw and instead just listen to our reviews are only going to listen to talk of Karrion Cross instead of watching him most weeks. That feels like where the suspense lays in if he possibly loses on Sunday, which he could do. Um, I, I've not got very high hopes for this. I, the, I don't think the dialogue will be all that real feeling. There'll be a lot of turn-taking. There'll be a lot of overly dramatic... Uh, like overthought scripting that exposes the likes of a Kyle O'Reilly or a Pete Dunne. Gargano make it work. I've absolute yeah. faith in that. I could visualize it being, and this isn't going to be any good for me either, but I can kind of visualize podiums and a moderator, like a William Regal or a Shawn Michaels or a Triple H, akin to those minging face-offs that they did that time or that weird Cole and O'Reilly thing with the extra long table <laughs> and them apart. 
um, they're not pleasing visuals. They don't like heighten your enthusiasm in the big fight, but it does just seem to be what they like when they've got one week left and they've got not a lot to do. So uh, yeah, I'm not like, and ultimately all of that can only really end in a few of the podiums getting knocked over and somebody standing tall. So it doesn't even feel like there's a, a creative out from one of them things. And if we are going with either cross to retain or cross to lose and leave, then it feels like after he did his Tommy Dreamer, I'm hardcore, I'll take them all last week. I think this is the week where he kind of has to prove that physically. And I would expect him to be the one standing above them all, which will allow people in WWE, obviously the usual rules of a WWE go home, that'll allow people to book his loss on Sunday. So I think I, I feel that's where they go, but I'm not terribly excited about how it's going to play out. Yeah, I, I, nervous excitement for this because I'm excited to see what this builds towards for Sunday. And of course, myself and Hamlet will be doing a preview ahead of TakeOver over the weekend. But some people I'm like, well, I can't wait to see what they do here. Like I want, as you said, both of you there, I want Gargano. If they do do a big in-ring, well, I'm going to beat you and I'm blah, 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 blah. blah. I'd have Gargano so it do everything that he wants to say out on the apron, on the ring apron. Because why would you get in the ring with people who all want to kind of give you a bit of a hiding, especially a carrying cross? Um, the difficulty comes, as you both alluded to there, with Pete Dunn saying, well, I can beat you and I can beat you. And me going, hang on, let's just take a little look at the note. No, you can't, actually, it turns out, Pete, you can't. You can snap a few fingers. It'll be very entertaining. I'm sure you're going to be a great part of this match. But, yeah. And obviously the interactions between Cole and O'Reilly have the potential to be exciting. But yeah, uh, nervous excitement is the best way I've, I've summed it up. And, and speaking of exciting, I feel like there's something on this show for all of us. We'll get to a match that I sense that Sige is really looking forward to tonight in a few minutes. Before that, though, Michael Hamlet, first of all, Poppy returns to NXT tonight. Second of all, Credit to you on already booking what WWE needed to do, them listening and going, oh, that's a good idea. Let's just take that. For people who didn't hear it, talk us through what you pitched happening last week before anything, before anything happened on Twitter with Candice LeRae or Indy Hartwell or Poopy or Poppy or whatever she's called, right? Talk us through what you said, how it's already sort of played out and what you hope happens tonight. Yeah, so like the pitch was informed by a little bit of detail. So often... Like, I don't want to take credit for pitching something. I just want to give a bit of credit to a show for actually throwing out ideas and then following through on them. Candice LeRae last week made an offhand remark in the middle of an interview about something else, about why anybody would be asked about Poppy. There was a video package. The interviewer said, oh, next week Poppy's on NXT. Anyway, and meanwhile, his tag team champions and Candice LeRae was a little bit offended by that because it was their time and not hers. And more's the point. Why was she coming back to this show? Like, she was kind of like blowing her off as a bit of a mascot of NXT. She's a pretty great mascot for NXT. Poppy yeah. is, like, she's done well in demos before on the Wednesday shows. She's somebody that is actually, like, plugged into youth culture and pop culture in a way that NXT rarely was, especially, at, like, as evidenced by the Wednesday Night Wars. So that's, like, a, a relationship that they've done well to mine over the years. Um, and it just felt to me like this could only go one of two ways, and maybe it'll go both. One was we were trying to think of ways to keep the Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell relationship interesting and keep those fires burning before in your house. And I can't think of many people better place to for Dexter Loomis to want to serenade Indy Hartwell than an artist like Poppy. That's good comedy within the context of this feud because of the type of pop star Poppy is. But also, um, 
Io Shirai has had a rest and the tag team champions don't have a match at TakeOver. And Poppy has talked before, admittedly, in like a throwaway remark, doing a bit of publicity for NXT of how, yeah, one day it might be fun to get in with a match. Like, that was always to be taken with a grain of salt, obviously. But she's been called out by both tag team champions in the last week. A week after there was a comment made to her by Candice LeRae when the closest storyline she appears to be linked to is this one with Indy Hartwell and Dexter Lumis, if she's even linked at all. I said it last week with hope in my heart, but as the week's gone on, I don't think it's even that wild a pitch that we're getting Poppy and Eel for the tag belts in your house, which, based on celebrities in wrestling, instantly becomes the biggest match on the card. Like in recent times, you've got way more faith in them putting the work into making sure that match totally bangs than half of the other stuff elsewhere on the show. I'm going to very quickly Google Poppy and see if she has an athletic background. Uh, formerly known as That Poppy. Yeah. I think it's mainly just singing and previously, like, YouTube influency stuff, maybe. I don't think it's... There's no sporting background to speak of, I don't think. sounded more like a 36-year-old man. Yeah, I feel it when YouTube I say it. YouTube influencer stuff. <laughs> um, she doesn't have an athletic background. But I'll be mad. And yeah. Fun. Mad and fun and she's cool. And like NXT needs all of those things all the time. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, why not? It's good that something needs to improve with this card because I could not be less bothered about it. Because that, that goddamn main event, I've got no doubt that they'll work something really, really strong on the night, but it's either get the title of him, he doesn't like him, no one, like, no one really likes him. And if you get the title of him, you get it to this like completely dead and irrelevant group of 2018 main eventers. It's not like a good story, is it? So this takeover needs Poppy. So I'm <laughs> in with that pitch. But if they only put in a one-star performance, there's five of them in that main event. So are you <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that. I mean, we, we're talking about what what is the fifth match on this card. I'd love someone like an MSK to be on there, for example, but they literally just defended the titles last week. Maybe... Maybe they also hoy on uh, the good little young veterans, uh, Champa Thatcher. Who knows how that may well develop tonight. But yeah, in terms of fantasy booking, Poppy returned to NXT to feud with the female tag team champions of NXT. And continuing that, how has this happened, by the way? How has it gone that I'm like, oh, for can I not use a skip on NXT when anything happens on this bloody show with Dexter Loomis? To last week, him listening to 80s power ballads and a single tear rolling down his face and me going, is this the best moment of Raw NXT this week? I just, I, I, I thought it was, did you see that, Sitch? Awesome. <laughs> I can't believe Dexter Loomis is so tits now. He's the best. He's the best <laughs> part of the show. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I said earlier, though, this show has kind of got a little bit of something for everyone. And... As much as this is a match to build to a match on the pay-per-view, what a match this is. Ember Moon versus Dakota Kai, Michael Sidgwick, of head, of course, of Ember Moon, challenging Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Championship on Sunday. I mean, they could wrestle a great match in their sleep, these two. Yeah, probably. Probably. Um, I don't expect it to go too long because the idea is you want to build Ember Moon as a challenger. I've got a not getting a finished klaxon blaring through my head here. Like blaring. Like I just don't we could have Ember Moon defeat Dakota Kai in a really strong match that at ringside Gonzalez sells with like a creeping Christ oh night, look at this. Like she's winning and she's winning clean and she's a threat to my title. Oh Christ she's won clean, right? I'm gonna have to kick her face in. Like that's how I would book it. Very clean, very, very clean, but God damn it, there's no such thing as that in any American wrestling, it would seem anymore. So I'm just in a bad mood with all of wrestling at the minute. <laughs> I'd like to be optimistic that they'll go clean with this. I was really pleasantly surprised with how they limited uh, what Ember Moon could say and how she said it last week. Mm. They um, had her, obviously, Adam Cole created the chaos and in effect created a diversion for Ember Moon to walk out and just very quickly get to the point, which like got them away from her having to do 10 minutes on her injured friend Shotzi, which I think would have exposed her. Um, or worse, like a backstage pre-produced video or something like that. All of that would have been bad. Um, she wanted Raka Gonzalez and Dakota Kai and she wanted them now. And the attack by Dakota Kai, I think I said this on the review last week, I don't think particularly um, made Raquel Gonzalez look like she was afraid of Ember Moon. She just quite enjoyed her mate getting her licks in on, you know, on Ember Moon this week. So I would expect, I, I'd quite like Ember Moon to get that win and to get it clean. Yeah. Just as an act of basic revenge and to appear at least a minor threat. What I'm liking so far, the Mercedes Martinez match was such a disappointment and I wish it wasn't because I'd like to be able to just talk about that entire idea as a good one rather than the end result of the match. But what I already really like about the Raquel Gonzalez title run is that it seems to me that they've, like, probably quite carefully trapped who her first, like, four, five opponents are going to be before the inevitable split with Dakota Kai. Because Ember Moon feels... I've got all the good vibes from Ember Moon that I did off Mercedes Martinez as a booking. Um, she feels bigger than Martinez did, so it's ideal for a takeover. But she also feels like a person of value for Gonzalez to beat, as I think Shotty Blackheart will, and as I guess there'll be others in waiting. So I'm... Um, 
I'm quietly impressed with the booking of this. Uh, that'll change if they don't deliver a clean win tonight because they can. Kai mm. loses nothing from getting beat to one of the coolest finishers in wrestling. And Ember Moon has been a tag wrestler for ages. So this is your sort of golden opportunity to show her off as a singles wrestler like a few days before she gets a title shot. They'd be blowing like a... They, like they've put themselves in a good position here. They'd be blowing it if they didn't. It feels really easy to book this. And I'm worried about what Sid is suggesting because, well, I've watched WWE for enough time to, to completely get on board with that. But like you say, I'm not saying they should, but in theory, they could have Dakota Kai lose and lose and lose and lose and lose and then turn on Raquel Gonzalez. And it's like, um, the reason you are where you are today, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it, it's a Taylor's oldest time. Um, so yeah, have Ember Moon beat her tonight. If you want to do it via, I don't know, Shotzi Blackheart coming to help her at ringside or, you know, counteract the, the Raquel Gonzalez thing, fine. Don't think it's necessary, but fine. But yeah, big old eclipse on Dakota Kai. And suddenly you're like, oh God, it doesn't really matter how big you are if she hits that on you. Job done. Let's get excited for the match on Sunday because we all kind of know she's she's not going to win the title. But you just need that, just need that little push towards that. I know, you know, her, her jumping Ember Moon doesn't get you there, does it? Uh, I, think, I think a defeat of Dakota Kai here by Ember Moon. Is, is the perfect next step. Let's run through some of the other matches on this card. Uh, if you put an S in front of Hit Row, you've kind of got what we think about that stable. But nevertheless, we we may be the outliers on this. Isaiah Swerve Scott, the leader of it, facing Killian Dane tonight. And, uh, well, in the in the words of Everise, who do you think is going to take a swing? <laughs> uh, well, obviously, this is a, a Scott win. The, yeah, Hit Row remain really popular outside of this podcast. They, they appear to be connecting with people I, and I believe it not to be performative. I think they just really like this new group for some reason. So I'll keep watching and I'll keep waiting to hopefully like be captured and be dragged in by this group. They'll win here. I thought it was a neat enough way to set up. Like it's not even really a programme, is it? People just bump into each other in the car park and have a match. We know this about NXT um, and Everise were there to be the kind of the conduits for that. I th- think we'll probably get um, a tag match off the back of this where Dane and Maverick lose to a hit row tag team as well. I'm just not like, I think it's match to be fine. I'm just not yet terribly enthused about the whole thing. I think I'm, I'm, I'm needing more conviction and commitment behind the booking of Swerve Scott in particular. I know he's the leader of a group now and I know he's going to win here against Killian Dane, but I need quite a lot longer of seeing that they're actually committed to him as a cause, less hit row become a like lower card concern because he lost a lot as a baby face. Like there was a lot of times it looked like they were going to go with him and they didn't. So is one brief heel turn and a new group enough to like reverse that? I'm not so sure it is just yet. So like they're interesting to us, to some people, but I think they're a long way from credible. I'm patient. So I'll watch it happen, but I, I don't think they're there yet. I'm just glad it's kind of getting in the ring with the best guy in the group by considerable distance because I've don't echo everything I've said previously but I don't get any kind of intimidation that basically even if you can get away with the kind of inauthentic presentation right or even if you can't tell that it's quite inauthentic it bloody well is it's a lot of telling and not showing they've did one thing essentially and that's help Swerve's got beat 
um, Leon Ruff. And then they've come out and just like, almost as if they've been a thing the whole time. Or like, they're just, they've done all this great stuff that is talking about. It's like, we've done now. You've done absolutely now. You just come out and start saying like, you good? I'm like, are you? Like, it's wrestling. Beat someone up. <laughs> Bloody someone up. Pulverize someone. Beat the fucking shit out of someone. Heat. Do a beat down at a heat angle. I've just seen them. They've won a match here and there, yes. But they've not, like, terrorized anyone or beaten anyone to a pulp or... They've done now. They've just said to do things. It's fake. Um, hopefully that ends tonight. Yeah, I, th- I think this is the night it ends. And do you remember what Bronson Reed did to Sandas Escobar uh, last week? Was it? It was, wasn't it, Hamflirt, last week? Where he sandwiched him into the... Yeah. Yeah, that, but with uh, Drake Maverick and uh, with AJ Francis, please. He's a little cheerleader on the outside. Boom! Sit down! And then, yeah, just have the tag match next week because Killian Dane maybe would have beaten Swerve had his little mate not been murdered. And then, yeah, whether whether you want that with Swerve and, and Francis or Swerve and Adonis or Francis and Adonis, like, fine by me, like you say, uh, both of you, uh, particularly Sidgwick, quite rightly, let's have let's establish this before they be like, oh, yeah, careful, because here come here, row. They've won a tag match against a couple of jobbers and they are beating Leon Ruff, which I love Leon Ruff, former North American champion, but it came out. Uh, right. Only Lorcan, Austin Theory. Again, another bit that kind of passed a lot of people by, but I really enjoyed last week. After the ruining of that triple threat, there was a bit with a camera crew uh, and they were they were, they were show, showcasing the injuries that the three men had suffered. And Lorcan and Theory are trying to shoo them out. Can you get out? Can you leave leave our guys alone? And one of them says, yeah, if it hadn't been for, if it hadn't been for Adam Cole, my guy would have won. And the other one goes, no, my guy would have won. And they brawl. They're both knobheads, and uh, this is going to be quite a bit of fun, I reckon, Sige. Yeah, it should be canny enough. Look, I don't have any emotional investment in Austin Theory again, but he's a decent foil. He is a decent foil for someone who's demonstrably capable of like kicking his head in. You might get some squeals and yelps here. It's a decent <laughs> um, character contrast. So, I Should be up for this one. Um, Logan... I want to be reminded that he's like he's really hard. In fact, I'd like him to turn babyface. I think when you've got someone who's got a kind of an energy that isn't really WWE in a way, his babyface fire wasn't very WWE, and it was great because he was doing it in WWE. As a heel, he just comes off as kind of like he's still a heel, isn't he? He's still aligned with what's the fighting Dustin Theory then? Well, yeah, this is it. That like they've done the work for a one week. Like there's a one week build to a television match, which is nice. You know, it's well, yeah. It's like uh, like as Wilborn sort of pointed out, like they've gone to the trouble of creating a reason for a, a match to exist on a show, um, which is bare minimum stuff. But the fact that there are two heels means that, like, I think Lawkins going to have to turn himself babyface at least in the context of the match, just mm-hmm. to make any of this work. Like, because yeah, theory will be so much better on the cell. Like. There's, they're going to try and start as equals, and then Theory's going to sell how absolutely terrified he is of only locking forearm and his head off his shoulders. And I think that's going to be like where the fun can be found in this one. When you mentioned about only locking turning babyface there, I just realised how far removed we already are from the peak of the Kings of NXT and how easy it would be to split them off. It's basically only locking standing next to Pete Dunne. 
Hmm. Yeah. Danny Burch is still injured. McAfee's gone forever as a SmackDown commentator. So you absolutely could split them off. Yeah. And I don't know when Danny Burch is back, but if there's value in only Lorcan in the meantime as a face, this is probably a, a neat enough way to get there. If they want to temporarily turn Lorcan babyface until Burch is back, this match would be a good advert of why that'd work. Finally, tonight on NXT, we have a priceless announcement from one Ted DiBiase. Of course, it is going to be the moon versus LA night at takeover in your house. So you sense this is going to be an addition to that match, Hamlet, and potentially, potentially whisper it. I've wished for it for a long time. That million dollar championship may be being added to the match on Sunday. What do you reckon? Most of that, yeah. Um, reminding himself of how much he loved standing ringside for King Kong Bundy and Nikolai Volkov matches in the night is Ted DiBiase is going to want to stand ringside for the worst match of an in-your-house card. And he's going to do that. <laughs> um, he's going to be there ringside for Cameron Grimes now and I, and the words he's going to use will be something like, and when I watch that match on Sunday, I'm going to decide who's going to be my brand new million-dollar champion, which is, of course is his priceless announcement. He's going to bring the belt out. Um, and then, as I said last week, he's going to watch the match. One of them's going to win. One of them's going to lose. And Teddy Bias is going to say, I've decided. It's official. My new million dollar champion is Jake Atlas. And they're both going to throw tantrums in the ring because Jake Atlas has been the beneficiary all along. DBS has been watching. He's just not been looking at these two idiot twats. <laughs> <laughs> looking at the guy winning matches with a really class finisher. And Jake Atlas is going to be the million dollar champion. That's how I think this goes. And I think this is the set up to that where both of them are going to think great rubbing the hands together I get to win that flashy gold belt and it's going to be nice. so you think it's going to be a triple threat no no I think we're going to have a singles match and then Diviossi is going to do the and here he is and he's going to pivot swing the hips and he's going to reveal Jake Atlas not either of these losers <laughs> Atlas has beaten them both while Diviossi has been watching and I think that's I don't think that's a wasted detail I think that's the point I think I also he has been watching, but he's been watching the other guy all along because these two are buffoons. I really hope so because, I mean, it kind of undermines the fact that they're putting it on a takeover, which is the only thing that that's very much like a very decent NXT TV angle. Hmm. If they're putting these guys on the takeover stage and almost Triple H absolutely noshes it off, like I just don't know if he would do that for a bait and switch. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? Tell your friend Mark and send out a tweet about it? Are you going to send out a I mean, I hope it does end up with something like Jake Atlas because then that would mean that wins and losses matter and are awarded in this company. Um, Yeah, that's going to piss me off now, that detail. (laughs) Pay attention to it. Uh, Anyway, we'll see. I like Atlas. Do I want to see him as a heel? Not really. Not really, but we'll see. But yeah, I think million dollar title, clearly. And the dream of Cameron Grimes actually winning it. It's all been a big test. It's been testing them, testing them. This last test in terms of can you beat someone? Yeah, tell it, tell it night, who cares? But you know what I mean? And then they can the dream of my fair lady lives on. You can teach him how to be properly rich, and then that'll be the slow, slow burn heel turn, uh, baby first turn for Cameron Grimes. Mm. You, you two should book this bloody show. Um, right. I'm excited regardless for NXT tonight. Let us know your thoughts ahead of the show on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch say you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at Michael Hamflit or Michael Sidgwick at 
M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, including, of course, our review of NXT, which will be out tomorrow. But for now, this has been the NXT preview. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 